And we're live. Carrie, take it away. All right. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Fireside Freedom. I'm Carrie Brown. We've got Aaron from Two Chicks Homestead, Brian from the Lots Project, and I do believe we've got Josh, the renegade butcher, going to jump in here shortly, hopefully. Uh, we're going to talk to you guys about faith and spirituality and get into how we've incorporated that in our lives, how we feel like that ties into living a life of freedom. So, y'all ready to rock and roll? Cool. Yep. Let's do it. I've been I've been having some crazy spirituality things going on. So this you 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 brought this topic up, and I was like, rock and roll. Let's do it because I've been doing this weird transit or like transformation right now. So yeah, you're having Perfect some interesting timing. synchronicity too. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's weird because like my whole life I've been on the sidelines, but I've it's. I haven't ignored religion. It's not like it wasn't part of my life or anything. Like I did a lot of studying of a lot of different religions. So I kind of went down that line and our, our, our fellow guys here. Uh, so I'm going to bring them on. Um, our fellow guy. <laughs> hey, our fellow guys. Joining in. Welcome Josh. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I'll let you go, man. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk. Welcome Josh. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All I right. sent you the questions in the chat. Uh, I just saw it. Like, I was plugging in last he minute, 701. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, are, are you, like, wanting me to roll now? No, 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 no. Okay, cool, cool. No, I was just sending them to you so you had an idea what we were talking about you. tonight. You're cool, man. You're cool. All right. All right. I'm just, I, I'm just looking at them myself, too. So. Oh, sweet, sweet. Like last it's been, it's been a weird weird a weird few days since they were posted i haven't really been online much you've been busy we've all been busy like 30 minutes ago i was like yeah sure i'll join the podcast <laughs> right right oh what's up y'all hey everybody hey carrie hey aaron how you doing everybody good all right <laughs> i i'm gonna roll in the chat here carrie go right ahead and uh and you take the show man Did we lose you? Is Carrie, is Carrie still there? Carrie. Okay, I'm there. I don't know if it's me using you guys or if it's I don't know whose internet stinks. It could be it could very well be my internet. So sometimes you guys you guys pause on my screen, but uh, we'll keep rolling here. Um, yeah, if I if I pause for a second, I'm waiting for it to catch up so I can catch everybody's reply. All right. Um, so the first question I've got for the group tonight is: uh, Have you always had a spiritual or a faith-based personal practice. And I think I'll start below me with Aaron and then we'll go clockwise from there. Yeah, I really, um, I've loved religions my whole life. I've always studied them and I've been a lot of them. <laughs> and so it's always just been something that's just been there. Like I always needed something. Um, I grew up my parents weren't religious. I, I mean, they're kind of like Christmas Christians. You know, that's all we ever did was Christmas and Easter. Um, they never like did instilled anything in me. So it was just kind of finding it on my own. Yeah. So cool. Um, I think clockwise. Yeah, me. Okay. That's you, man. 
No, uh, I mean, I kind of, yes, yes, no, maybe, sort of. So uh, I grew up in a very interesting uh, homeschool family. It was a, a, a home church type deal. Uh, Christian, I'd say, but more of a very different, like Messianic Jew, Christian kind of combined. They had their own thing going on. Uh, sort of, I almost call it cultish, small family type deal. And uh, I grew up pretty much studying the Bible, old school versions of like, old judaic texts uh everything from hebrew to greek strong's concordance and uh it was it was interesting i learned a lot but it was very i mean for a lot of my life tv was evil we didn't do birthdays because nobody who was a good person in the bible had birthdays uh board games were evil at one point so very i, I spent a lot of time reading encyclopedias uh amazingly when i got to be about like nine ten years old the internet was okay it was a new thing back then they had no idea what the internet meant and uh they couldn't now compete uh you know budding teenager when it came to finding things on the internet so i learned a lot of things and then uh kind of broke free of that got out in the world did my thing went to college and stuff i went the full gambit from there to the atheists to learning myself to exploring all different things I've looked and read into a lot of different religions. Uh, I, I guess if you looked at what I believe in and feel now, it's it's very personal, but it's more probably in line with what most people would consider pagan than anything else, um, just based on the fact that it's more uh, based on individualism and earth-based religions than anything else. Uh, and I don't mean like, I hate labels, I hate putting a label on anything, so... Uh, I guess you could say the full spectrum and then some. Oh, God. Did you hear that horn go off? I heard something. I wasn't laughing at what you were saying, but all of a sudden the train horn just blasts off. Like, and I'm like, I was like, is that Nate's Noah weather radio going off in the background? Aaron <laughs> knew exactly what I was There's saying. There's a train track right on the other side of the road of the place we're staying in. Uh, and it's been going off, but this one was like closer and louder. <laughs> I was just like, holy crap. Oh, uh, shit. Right in the middle of your deep discussion, and you're I like, you it's serious, uh, and I'm laughing at I you. I knew you didn't make it all the way to Florida for hurricane sirens to be going off. All oh, no, not quite yet. <laughs> um, so religion, I was kind of talking earlier. I mean, I was born, uh, my dad's Lutheran wasn't really practicing at the point I was born, um, did throughout growing up like you did in the forties and fifties. Um, and my mom's Methodist. She was practicing. I was baptized. I went to Methodist church. I went to Sunday school. I did all the whole thing until, until I was old enough that my parents said, um, he can make his own decision. Like if he wants to go, he can go. We'll take him. We'll take him anywhere. He wants to go. He can watch, listen, or go anywhere, do whatever he wants and let him decide. Uh, I, so immediately I stopped going to church. Like that was just stupid. Um, <laughs> but uh, no Sunday school, oh, anything like that. I just dipped out. Um, we did do Christmas and Easter and stuff with my grandparents because they, they did go to church every Sunday and we celebrated with them. Um, but as I got into college, I, I met a lot of diverse, a, a diverse group of people when I went to college. So I met a lot of, I met a lot of Jews, a lot of Muslims, like across the board. 
And so I talked to them. Um, I was interested in the religion. Some of them were practicing. Some of them were far from practicing, but still kind of played the part. So I, I kind of dove in across the board and really was a sideline observer, kind of made my own decisions, realized that um, they're all the same. Like me being the observer from the outside, from the hundred yard stare, not practicing any of these, they all look the same to me. Like it's, it's very similar across the board. So I, I, I realized that I just had to have a certain set of values to be a good fucking person. Like going to church doesn't make me better than anybody else. Being a good person makes me as good as someone else. Um, I can find that in anything. Like I can worship my pen. I can it, like I don't need I don't need a set God. Um, just be a decent person. Have a good set of values is what I took from all the religions I looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of sideline observer all the way through uh, until recently, where I started kind of getting more into spirituality and earth and energy and all that sort of interesting subjects um and i'm finding difference there i'm finding difference than religion um uh, like a normal religion i guess you would say uh corey started doing her grounding stuff and uh, i started researching that and yeah kind of rolling down that path and and the spirituality of it and the almost the buddhist nature of just uh getting happiness and joy and appreciation from earth and nature. So that's where I'm at. Cool. Uh, it kind of sounds like a lot of us are kind of in on, in some of the some spots. So I grew up, I didn't exactly grow up going to church, but for several years from oh, middle school through early high school, I attended a uh, fundamentalist Baptist church. And ultimately, uh, you know, just discovered that wasn't a good fit for me. I could not uh, could not accept the level of hypocrisy that was apparent in the church. And the very thing that kind of had me just quietly make an exit was the fact that uh, being Baptist, they're so convinced that they're right that uh, I, I discovered through sheer logic there was no possible way I had just miraculously landed and found the one true way in the very first church I ever attended. Uh, and of course, I at that time it was very popular to, uh, you know, to pick on certain groups of people. And I also don't necessarily buy into the concept of sin or the need to be forgiven or saved. Uh, I certainly have morals and ethics and a moral compass and all that. But I definitely don't need some guy behind a pulpit advising me. I don't think I need an intermediary between me and and the creator. So these days, yeah, I land somewhere in the realm of um, earth-based belief systems. Um, definitely believe in, in a divine creator. Definitely believe uh, that all of this is meant to work together. And that um, I think I think humans are we're supposed to be caretakers of the land. So that's kind of where I am so far. It's, it's funny you say the, the who's right thing. So 
as I'm kind of taking this crash course in religion in college, and it wasn't like the first, I hadn't, that wasn't the first time. I was always curious about it all through high school because obviously I had different friends, but I grew up in like small town, Western New York. There's a bunch of white Christians. Well, you had the, the diversity of Methodist or Catholic or Protestant or like that's, that's the diversity I grew up with. Um, but so much uh, diversity there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going to college. So I dabbled in things and like Josh said, I had the internet um, starting in, you know, what was that? Probably 90 ish, 87, 88, somewhere yeah. in there. Uh, so I was diving in reading Back different in the, stuff. the old like fucking 288K dial up days. 14.4, baby. Oh, 9,600 baud rate on, uh, what was it? Um, it wasn't AOL. It was their competitor. No, dialing into a BBS. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, when oh, I got God. college and I, and I saw all these different religions. So I'm talking to a Muslim here and I'm talking to a, a Jewish guy here and I'm talking about what they believe and, and uh, they have conflicting thoughts, but they all have the same outcome. Mm-hmm. And I started going, who's right? And there's going to be a lot of pissed off people when there's one that's right and none of the other ones are. Because, I mean, yeah, there's dominant religions, but, like, who's right? Well, and and more importantly, does it matter who's right? If their outcome's all the same, does it matter? Well, their outcome's the same, but the rules are different. So, like... Are the rules really that important if the outcome's all the same anyway, or is there actually an outcome? Those were the questions I was asking myself as I'm I'm talking to all these different people, and they're they're like, especially the 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 Muslim Jew relationship was interesting because they lived both in my hall and they kind of just avoid avoided each other, and it was interesting. It's almost like it's almost like if you vote vote one direction or the other, things are going to be different. Got it, man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, let's keep it going. I, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna railroad this whole discussion every time. I swear. <laughs> it's all good. So the next uh, thought I had in mind is I'd like to hear you guys talk about what personally does your own spiritual practice bring into your life. What do you get out of it? Aaron. Oh. Aaron. Well, I want to add on to, it's funny how, um, cause we kind of fall, we, we fall into a pagan earth-based religion right now, um, or belief, I guess it's not really religion, but it's funny how when we first came into like the homesteading community, Nate and I were like, maybe we won't fit in. Everyone seems really religious and really Christian. And now <laughs> here we all, here we all are. And it's like, wait, it's not really. Um, but really, I think it's just, it kind of was like a light bulb that it's like, you know, pagan, the Latin word for country dweller. And now here we are living out in the middle of nowhere and following the seasons and working on the land. And I mean, it just all kind of fit. Mm-hmm. Religion and spirituality. Just observing what's going on around you and, you know, yeah. honoring that, acknowledging that. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Spirituality is a kind of religion, but uh, so, religion is uh, a type of spirituality. But Josh, spirituality what is, is what does this practice bring into your life? Oh, oh shit, that lag. Hey, Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> did you catch my question? <laughs> Sorry, I talked over you because there's a lag. My bad. 
<laughs> All right, hold on. Okay, so Carrie asked Josh what uh, what what spirituality or religion brings to your life currently. Ah, yes. Well, I think Aaron didn't quite answer that yet because she was talking about what we had vibed on. Did you want to chime in on that, Aaron? Before I, it was really it was really just more like following the seasons and right. you know, doing the gardens and and stuff like that. I guess what I, I, I think a lot the same. Um, I also did a lot, kind of as I was figuring out my own shit in uh, my college years with martial arts, and I think I tied a lot of that into with uh, the whole spirituality thing because it, it was a lot of finding myself and figuring out who I, who I was and what it just kind of meant to be me and this life and how I interact with people. And uh, yeah, I think that still kind of carries over where I, I think the whole spirituality thing really ties more into what do you see in, why do you do what you do? Why is it? It's the why. Why is it that you are living the life you're living? And does that affect it? What's the end outcome? What's your purpose? What's your goal? And I mean, I guess it's that's kind of really where it boils down to. You know, it's your driving purpose. It's what motivates you, whether or not that's family, whether or not that's community. And uh, I found more and more as uh, time's gone on and I've connected with cool people. How I ended up here is uh, community. And I see more of that in the interconnectedness of people. It's not just the land or, you know, whatever's up there in the sky, the mystical things that brought us here. It's that connectedness of that. We're all a part of that. We're all a part of this network. And if we don't have that, we lose a purpose. You know, if you ever disconnect from everything else and you don't have a purpose, you just give up on everything else. You don't have a purpose for doing what you're doing. So those seasons, that cycle, that, uh, that interconnectedness, that feeling that there is a reason for getting up and doing what you're doing today and why I do it now because of what's happening now around me, it's kind of what drives us. And I think that's what spirituality is at its base and its core and how we translate it is individual. That's a tough one to follow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who invited that guy? <laughs> God damn it, that asshole. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, like what am I getting out of it right now? Um, a whole lot, really. Um, I got uh, I got into the grounding thing with Corey um, and just felt as I connected to the earth and um, and had that electrical exchange with the earth and, and kind of reinvigorated that flow. Uh, I started feeling different. I felt, I felt calmer. Um, I felt, um, more at ease, I guess, uh, <laughs> had a lot going on for a little while, kind of lost my shit for a few days. That oh, kind of yeah. made, that made, helped me get through it. Like those walks got me through it. Um, but then recently, as I didn't have something to do, run away and do in the morning. And I've, I've been taking the dogs out in the morning after, uh, after my show, having coffee, watching the sunrise and had this weird realization the other day when I was watching the sun come up, it was kind of cold. It was like 40 low forties. And I was standing on top of this huge rock in our backyard and, uh, the sun was up, but it was behind clouds and the clouds would like 
go out, go away, and the sun would come out, and I'm standing there, and it's like warming me up, and I'm feeling happy, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, I get it. it the sun's nice, it feels warm, I'm happy, and then I'm just standing there, and I just kind of, I started to let myself just feel what was going on, and the clouds started going over the the sun, and I started to get cold, but not only cold, I was getting like sad, like as the sun as the clouds moved over and then they kept going and the sun came back out and as it hit me i could feel my emotions change and i'm like what the fuck i'm like <laughs> on a rock oh my god well, no, yeah but it was more of a like um i i realized that as long as the sun comes up i can be happy like no one can take that from me. Like I can stand out here on this fucking rock or I can go stand on a patch of grass or in the road or in a ditch somewhere. And as long as the sun comes up, I got something. And that's like a really, really solid, solid thing to kind of have come to you. And I was just like, wow, maybe there is something to this. So I've just kind of dove into it more and more uh, over the last couple of weeks and it's like me when I get my, my head gets fucked up. I go walk around out in the woods. I just, it just, it's what places me. It's the grounding thing. But uh, at the same time, it's like you get out there in the middle of nowhere, you're away from all the bullshit. You're away from humanity. You're away from all of the things that freak you out. And you can walk over and you, you can look at this tree and go, this thing is probably 200 years old. And you can touch it. You yeah. can see it and it's real. And you're like, this thing has lived through like two lifetimes, two human lifetimes and all of the bullshit that they've seen and dealt with and life and death and disease and war and plague and it doesn't give a fuck it just lives and it grows when the sun's out and when the water's there and it's there it, it, it is what it is and everything that we see it passes well and it gives you everywhere. oxygen too oh the another the other thing i would say uh somebody brought up community i guess multiple people brought up community but that's what you go to church for yeah, like you, that's that's all you hear. You hear people. I go to church. I go to church. So when I have to have something done, I can call people and there's people to do it. Or if there's a time in need or I can help well, I somebody. Know my neighbor. And it's, right. it's funny because during 2020, it was like, you know, you felt so alone. And I even told Nate, I'm like, I think I need to go to church. Like just to have that, those people around you. And then it's like, wait a minute. For what? Most of the churches went to Zoom meetings. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, so you have that. And there is, there is. I mean, there's definitely something for in-person. Oh, commu- sure. Like, we, we talked about this last week with the festival thing. We Like, it's been on everybody's show. Everybody's talked about the, the difference between online and in-person. But what do you have in the self-reliance, the homesteading, all those, all those groups that you were nervous to join because you thought they were going to be all religious-y. Well, it is. It's a community. It's a community right. of like-minded people following a, a, a general path that provide what, community for each other and resources. What went it on is in your group this weekend on Saturday? I'm sorry, with the community and everybody coming together for Kara running her fucking race? That was yeah. more religious to me than anything I could sit and listen to somebody preach to me about. Dude, that was unreal. That, that whole that, that whole experience was pretty. Yeah, if that wasn't a spiritual experience, I don't know what the fuck was. No, I'll tell you something. If I hadn't lost my job, if I hadn't been, if I hadn't gotten over all the bullshit and anger that was coming from that, if I hadn't been out um, enjoying the sunrise and and experiencing nature and calming the fuck down and 
I would have never read Eric's messages as thoroughly as I did. I would have yeah. never understood what it meant to him and it would have never inspired me to just say hey why don't we just record a bunch of messages so that it helps her run because i was able to sit down and and really internalize it and go i've run i've run long distance i was training for a marathon i got hurt and did wasn't able to finish it man if i was running a marathon and i had a community that i i was a part of and there were people that could like this is easy let's do this (laughs) Well, that's the whole community thing, too, because I would have never thought, man, there's a way for us to make this happen. Like we could facilitate this, except you had that idea and you thought it. And that's why community is important, because it plays off each other. It builds. Everybody has different perspectives and sees different things. It's like Jackie over there at RTA. It's the whole unfucking yourself. Well, you unfucked yourself enough to see it. And then because you had that idea, I had that idea. And it just builds and it builds. And everybody jumps in and pitches in their own perspective. And that's why it's powerful. That's why community, that's why we have whole, that's why you guys are going uh, to, you know, the self-reliance festival because it's getting that community together. And that in itself is the whole reason that religion is successful because you're bringing together people with a common goal who want to build and grow and build that community. Did we just hit the light bulb, Carrie? You brought this up because freedom is religion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I brought it up because it it seems to me that there's obviously a lot of um, str- people who are strong in that faith are also in the homesteading and preparedness communities, and I couldn't help but notice in 2020 that suddenly I was finding myself more allied with, uh, you know, Christian religious people than than not. Um, because they weren't afraid, they were afraid of stuff. Because they had a, they had the strength of their faith. Now there were exceptions, of course, but that's what I noticed locally. Like it was church groups that were saying, like, no, we're going to continue to hold services and we're going to continue to help our community members, and we're not going to just lock ourselves up for who knows how long. And so they had the backbone to be like, no, I'm not playing silly game anymore, and and. You know, suddenly I found myself like, wow, I got more in common with these folks than I realized. That's really weird. We never we never really experienced anything here. I mean, I did with my job um, because I was driving all over the state and I was having to deal with vendor rules and all this bullshit. But as far as um, when I wasn't at work, I never really experienced COVID. Like I hear people discuss it and talk about it. Like when you live, I never wore a mask other than when my job required me to. I never like we just went to the grocery store. I live in a town of three hundred people, though, or township of like three hundred people. So, and I live in an area where half the people said, "I ain't gonna put on that damn mask," because Jesus said no. Ours wasn't even really that. It was more like. You know, there were people that wore them, and there were people that didn't, and we There's just kind of people to do here, but they're they. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we do here, but they just they just kind of did their own thing, like Carrie was talking about. They weren't afraid, or if they were afraid, I guess I'm in a more self reliant. I was, I guess I was. I left this morning. I'm not there anymore. Um, I was in a more self reliant type community. Uh, where even the people that disagree just, you know, you just take care of yourself. So that was kind of nice to be in that people area. agree to disagree? Yeah, in the middle of Minnesota, in the middle of that big-ass blue state, there was like this red little heart. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Well, and we were just talking about that a little bit over in the RTA chat the other day, how it's so different. Even red states, blue states, doesn't matter so much. It's rural versus not rural matters more. But at the same time, I think a lot of that does, and, you know, it does play back to the whole religious idea, like Carrie was saying. Uh, people, when you're in an area where people tend to have more, you know, faith, and let's be honest, in most of the country, it's going to be that Christian faith, which is why we see it more in those places. They're more likely that people are going to stand up because they've got that community and they've got that set of beliefs and they've got that, you know, they want to stand together for something they believe in. You've got the individuals who want to look at, you know, authority figure. They'll want to look at the government and say, we're going to follow this command because we were told so. And then you've got the folks who say, no, this is what we believe and this is what we're going to do. So not necessarily saying either side is right in either case, but it does. You'll see a very different dynamic in how those people react to the people around them and the choices that those people make versus, you know, other areas. Hmm. Yeah, we um, I discovered recently we started attending some meetings uh, with a group uh, like a preparedness group that's about 45 minutes east of us. And they meet at a church. And for the most part, they're, you know, some variety of Christian from what I could gather. And while it's not a church service, like they open with, you know, a prayer, which is fine. Like, of course, people can have a prayer, observe that. Yeah. Um, and a few years ago, I probably would not have even considered going to that meeting. There would have been no way. Like, I've, I've never been an atheist or anything like it, but I was just so, I just had like a hard limit about the whole, like the whole Christian, you know, mojo just didn't work for me um but now i'm I, I go you know i can't make every meeting but when i go i'm like actually these these are people who uh who i feel like i can i can ally with them they they're not exactly my community but there's definitely opportunity to help one another we have enough in common whereas people who are hardcore um atheists or just hardcore materialists I've gotten to where I have a harder and harder time relating to them, especially people who can continue to be terrified of everything. If it's not COVID anymore, it's something else. It's fill in the blank pox or Russia, 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 or whatever, you know, the news is screaming at people over. And that's kind of what it boils down to for me. If somebody is operating in this fear paradigm, and I don't care if it's like a super prepper who's going ultra bunker mode because they're convinced that the world's getting ready to end. I also don't want to have anything to do with that person. There's right. some kind of energy that comes off of that that is absolutely repellent to me. I will. It's fear-based. It's it's not somebody who wants to get something done. It's not somebody who is looking for a solution. It's not somebody who is building. It's somebody who is afraid and they're hiding from what they're scared of. And that's exactly what you're talking about with the individuals who are, you know, the atheists. Like yeah. you said, I'm not knocking on atheists at all. It's but the, the individuals who are like that, that you're, you're saying you're repelled by, they're afraid of something. But it's also coming down to what, those people who are afraid of something. What are they doing? They're dividing everybody by labels and they're pushing everybody away by who you are. And that's what kind of what you're talking about is you may not have associated with people who are really Christian in the past much. Mm -hmm. But as you've grown as a person, you're starting to see more the individual value of that community and then the people who are in it versus the label that 
they're wearing. Mm-hmm. So that speaks more towards where you're at in your journey than anything else. Honestly, I think, and I'm kind of in the same boat. I, for a long time, I wouldn't have anything to do with anybody that had wore the Christian label. Cause I had the bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it, as somebody who I identify myself, and I hate to even use that word because it has so much baggage, but I, I, I see myself as an anarchist and freedom-minded and liberty-minded. And part of those, the basic idea of that is let everybody do what they want. Live your own life. I want to be valued by what I do and what I provide to the people around me and my community. So if I expect that for myself, I have to do that for everybody else. So if you want to live your life, if you want to go and worship the flying spaghetti monster, go do it as long as you're a good person. And if you're going to be that badass that provides something awesome in the community and you don't ever mess with me, that's fine. You're cool in my book. I don't care what you think or what you feel. I don't care if you want to go smoke rat poison. It's your life. Go do it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't advise that though. I wouldn't advise it. That is not Uh, medical advice. However, however, did you know that I'm ordained in two different churches? What is it? The, 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 the recent one um, uh, uh, was a unified life. Something like, oh, like Universal Un- Life Church. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also different. for the longer time, I, I have been ordained in the Church of the Dude. Church of the Dude. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I am, I am a practicing member of Dudism. Well, and, you can talk to Scrambling, and if you just say "I am," you're a part of the Church of the uh, the uh, Squirming Coil now, too. So yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, love it. I love it. I do too. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, I mean, I think we're like way off track, aren't we? I'll it pull back here. Um, the the kind of next question I had in mind was, uh, if you've ever felt you needed to defend your spiritual practices. And I asked that because uh, there are folks out there with all kinds of belief systems feel like they're personally being attacked that because somebody has a different viewpoint from them that they have to go literally on the defensive. So mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and hit that, Aaron. Um, I mean, nothing like super serious. I mean, I remember in high school when I was witchy, more witchy than I am now. Um, I mean, people would say witchy something. Woman. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just kids, you know, talking and I didn't fit in and it didn't really matter. Um, I know when I converted to Judaism uh, later in life, I know my parents were like, well, we just want you to be able to celebrate Christmas. And it was like, well, I'll be there. You can't. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'll, it's no big deal. And it just, so it was really nothing like life altering needing to defend myself. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, oh, oh yeah. We had a friend of ours um, was a painter and we wanted them to do, it was like the pagan ABCs for our kids. And we had, we wanted her to, to paint them. And she was like, Oh, sure. And then she started reading it and she sent us a, a message or something saying, I can't do that. That's against my belief system. I can't, I can't, make this painting and it was like Jesus does not approve (laughs) so Mm. I was like okay thanks (laughs) okay yeah but you'll put your half naked guy up on a stick 
Right, right. <laughs> You'll wear a naked man on your neck. That's fine. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. sure he's totally a fine of you wearing his, his yeah, murder device as a symbol. <laughs> Down with it. You know? I always wondered about that one myself. That one never. Yeah, really like, I mean, it wouldn't be cool if you wore an electric chair. Or like a hypodermic needle as a religious symbol, but this guy's totally down with it. Like, yeah, guys. If you oh. if you if you worship at the altar of Brandon, you can wear a crack pipe around your neck. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, he went there. Yeah, he went. Oh, he went there. Wow. Fireside well Freedom done. just got canceled. Sorry. Oh shit. I mean, for me, as far as defending my religion, for one. I've never given enough of a shit. I mean, if you really, if you really don't like me, I'm probably going to be happy about that. But uh, no, honestly, though, I, there are times I, and I keep a lot of my beliefs, my personal beliefs kind of close to the vest because I mean, it's not for, it's not for them. It's not for other people, the people who really are close to me and know things and share that with me, you know, I'll, I'll share it with them. And that's, it's, it's building them up and it's community between us, but there's no reason for me to go out there and parade what I think and what I feel to everybody else and be controversial about it. I'm living, I mean, I guess you can call it the Bible belt, but I'm kind of below that in Texas. I guess we can call it the Bible balls. The Bible uh, balls. We're down in Jesus's nutsack. So everybody around here is religious. Did you just say you're in Jesus's nutsack? <laughs> I did. The Holy Semen. Jesus's nutsack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, I could throw a, throw oh, a rock and hit a church. <clears throat> I mean, there are so many around here and different denominations, mostly Southern Baptists. You're going to run into all different versions, though. And that's okay. And I'm all right with that. And, and people look at me kind of weird if uh, they ask what church you go to. And I'm like, well, I, I kind of do my own thing. I don't need to go to a church to, you know, to find God. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, oh, I didn't know he was lost. Right. Exactly. I had a guy the other day. Uh, ironically, I, t- I think I told you about uh, this a little bit. The guy that was trying to crawl over my gate because he had to do the septic inspection. And I scared the shit out of him. Kind of came out with a gun because middle of the day. Guy's crawling over my fucking gate, throwing tools over it, and I'm thinking the worst. And he's uh, he's on his way back. He's like, "Well, if you want to go to church with me, man, I mean, you're more than welcome." I'm like, "This guy thinks I need to find God because I just like threatened him with a gun." I'm like, "No, you just like showed up in the middle of the day at my place. You just like, rolled over my gate, dude. You rolled over my gate with tools, and I don't know you're coming. You you might need to get get to know I think before I hope that you're okay with God." Right. I hope I'm glad you go to church because I might be the one that sends you to meet him quick. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was like, yeah, no, I appreciate your concern. But and you'll get that around here. And I think it's a lot of the country, especially in rural areas. It seems like rural people tend to be more religious. You find that more. You know, it, it seems to be more of a common thing. And yeah, sometimes you do kind of feel a little bit on the outskirts of things if you're not part of the mainstream religion type thing. And he, But the thing is, when you step back and look at it, even the folks who are the mainstream religion, who are Christian, which is the predominant around here, they'll be bickering about who goes to whose church. You know, everybody seems to judge each other. It's kind of the whole... Democrats versus Republicans versus everything. It's it's a click. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, they have their own community and all the other communities aren't us. You know, and I, why we want to divide so much. I understand humans are tribal, but we don't have to fight all the other tribes all the time. You can let them go do their own thing and that's okay. So sometimes I kind of feel that way and I get a little defensive, but I've also kind of sat back and thought about it a little bit and I don't think any, any good really comes out of it. So 
if you don't like me, that's okay. I'm the renegade butcher. You can fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never really defended myself because I haven't really had a defensive position. Uh, yeah. I was kind of always on the sideline, and with the new the new stuff I'm finding, I really just don't give a shit what anybody thinks. So I don't need yeah. to defend myself. Or, but I did do a lot of um, devil's advocate, weird religion, devil's advocate. But uh, no, like I, I would I would pick the brain of people. Not necessarily to be divisive or anything like that, but more to make them contemplate their religion. Like, is that a bad thing to question what you believe um, or just to blindly believe it? So the fact that I had kind of dove in and researched and um, kind of lived through, like, I went to services and all sorts of stuff with these things, like with my friends. And so I would just kind of pick something and study in on it just so I could ask somebody a question like an actual logical intelligent question to make them think and to actually find out if they're just going along because mom made them go to church or do they believe this understand it and know why or i mean it doesn't matter to me i just try to have that stimulating stimulating conversation because it's a lot a lot of times that's what people just want to talk about and if you can't question it and you can't defend it if under pressure with well, the right. and the knowledge of that up, then yeah. why should I listen to you or why should I take your word? Especially the ones that come at me pushy and they're like, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, those ones. So the, knowledge, the 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 whole thing you're never supposed to talk about religion or politics at the bar. Yeah, that's a oh, bunch God. of bullshit. So when I when I was a bartender, I really felt the need to be able to have an intelligent conversation about a lot of different things. Well, one of the things you talk about the most behind the bar. Is religion. It's mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> so yeah, the people that are gonna push it in a bar, I would just like have things that I would spit back at them. And now it's been you know two decades since I've been behind a bar, but yeah, it's not there anymore. Well, no, I guess it's only like fifteen years. But. Really, really, really easy to stump somebody when they don't know their own religion and they're drunk. So. Well, I wouldn't. I mean. Playing with drunk people, that was just a, a fun pastime. I wouldn't actually use my good stuff on drunk people. <laughs> well, yeah, you wanted tips. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right, yeah, so that's, yeah, I don't defend myself. I don't need to defend myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys are on pause now. All right, so, yep. yeah. I, I actually recently found myself in a position of, of defending and I didn't start it. So I don't really know. Uh, I was, I was completely unprepared. We should say so funny story. I trained jujitsu a few times a week and um, I am with the exception of coach and maybe one other guy. I'm the oldest guy in there. I'm 39. And after two classes back to back where I had partnered up, with this fellow named Logan. Yeah, Logan, I'm gonna throw your ass under the bus. Uh, he, uh, at the end of the class, he was like, Hey, can I show you something on my phone real quick? And I just thought he was going to pull up like a video on YouTube or something of whatever, you know, technique we've been practicing that night. And he grabs his phone and he flips it over and he's basically got like a Bible tract sticker on the back of his phone. And, he starts explaining to me, he, he basically is, is doing the sales pitch, the typical, you know, 
fundamentalist Baptist witnessing sales pitch. And I let him say his piece for a minute or two. And he was basically asking me right then and there, 90 minutes of knowing one another, um, if I was ready to get saved. And I was so like just amazed that this kid who's like in his early twenties decided that this was socially appropriate, that I was trying to figure out how to reply. And I'm just, you know, I really want to be like more like John Willis sometimes, but I just don't have it in me. I'm just too nice. Like you have to really get on my bad side before I unload on you. And I was finally like, look, Logan, I appreciate what you're trying to tell me here, but I've got my set of beliefs. I'm good to go. I know I'm, I'm almost 40 life. years old, dude. I'm looking for something the new. <laughs> destination of my soul. And he's like, well, you know, a lot of people think that and they think they're serving the light. But actually, if, if you're not following Jesus, you're serving the dark. And I said, well, I reckon we're just going to agree to disagree on that. I said, I'm happy to keep training with you and, you know, work on this class and stuff. But I don't need to talk about this again. And he hasn't brought it up again. We have cookies. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. Dude gives me the creeps. Like, I don't like him. And that he's one of those people, if I ran into him in a grocery store, I'm going to the other side of the aisle. He's got an energy that I don't like at all. And he's also um, much bigger than me, and he's a wrestler, so he's got way more training than I do. And he's one of those that's like, I, let's just say I wouldn't, I wouldn't if, if I was in a true violent situation with him due to his size and strength, I'm not going to pussyfoot around trying to put him in a headlock. I'm going to do something else. So... There's, kick him in, there's kick him in about, the, the, the Jesus ball. Uh, certain people who put off that um, no exactly. I'm right and you're going to hell energy that nah. So and uh, and ever since then, I have only dealt with him very, very minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what brought up that question because I was and then later I was like, why did I even spend as much time as I did telling him to fuck off? Like I should have just been like, Logan, fuck off. Fuck off ended it at that like but it I makes you uncomfortable the because they challenge you in a way that makes you feel vulnerable yeah and so that's and that's their that's technique what it is yeah and the they, thing is they've been trained that because they they had that happen to them yep. they've been taught that that that's socially acceptable and that it's okay to bully people into believing what you believe and to coming yep. to their thought pattern because that's exactly how they were brought into it you know, Did anybody see part. the pictures of the babies getting baptized with the squirt guns? Yes. <laughs> Did anybody think that that was absolutely ridiculous? And and, like and you're literally you shooting a baby in the head. Did you realize you're shooting a baby in the head? Meanwhile, in New York, that's counted as a firearm, and that should be like assault with a deadly weapon. So I'm just saying, attempted uh, murder. <laughs> I know. I went through a really reborn Christian phase. And yeah. I, I really liked it. Like, I loved reading the Bible. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. but You don't have to be a Christian to read the Bible. It's you one of the best storybooks in the world. It's a great storybook. I mean, it's one of the most violent, fucked up books in the world. Yeah. But it's a great storybook, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good in it, too. But it was like when, the, when my friends started asking me, word. you know, how many, how many people have you witnessed to today? It was like, what are you talking about? They're like, well... Mm -hmm. You know, you need to tell people about this and make them believe this. And it was like, why? Well, to save you. them. And it's like, why? Because they've been taught that that's what they have to do. Yeah. That I get points that I'm going to go. I'm going to get something good in the afterlife. Because Wait a I second. People. 
You can't. This is like a it. sales game. Exactly. Like, it's exactly. I get, like that. I get points. The it is spiritual multi-level marketing. They I missed the whole part of this whole damn thing. I missed the whole point. I have. I. Where can I get the board again number? Call me, email me, info at thelostproject.com. I'm ready. Now that I know that it's a commission-based game and all I got to do is sell the most, I'm in. Here is my affiliate code. You got to get the fold card to start getting the sats in. I want, I want an affiliate code for this, and I will go to town because I am an affiliate whore among whores. Jesus.save slash project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go mm -hmm. now. Check it out. I need my commission points because I'm in a hole. I'm in a big hole. <laughs> well, no, but that is what it feels like, though, when people come at you. Like, oh, yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that that's the attitude they have. And I feel like people who do that, though, that's how they view it. That's how they feel. Like, the people who come at you that way, I mean, they feel so pushed to do so. And then they, they bought into the right it that hard, person. and that's how they think it works. I'm not so, so I'm, not, I'm cool with like the Mormon, the Mormon missionaries. They they're pretty. A lot decent of them are because, like, well, they come and do some good shit. They're, they're yeah. trying, and they don't push. You know? They don't push. They knock on the door. They say, "Hey, man, can I talk to you?" Yeah. Oh, I'm cool. Like I, I'm, I may have uh, partaken in the green lettuce in in college now and then, um, and I may have been at my friend's apartment when a couple of. Mormon missionaries showed up and I may have invited them in. They may have told me a lot about their religion while I smoked a dupe. And it was fun. Some of my best friends in college that were in a martial art with me were devout Mormons. Now, yeah. granted, they were terrible Mormons. They would occasionally consume the caffeine. Oh, no. And flight. But, <laughs> I know. But they, they, they were good friends. And, you know, eventually after like five years of knowing them they finally were like do you want to talk about our thing and i'm like we're not going to go there but i i knew enough about it they were cool we were honest we, we had enough discussions back and forth you know I, and i got a real a lot of respect for them and their beliefs and everything like that not going to follow it don't believe it most of their stuff but they're overall i think good people but I grew up in I grew up in big Mormon country in Western New York. That's where Palmyra is, and where they had yeah. pageant and all that. Mm -hmm. People would, people would migrate from the whole country there to uh, to go do that stuff. I actually stopped and actually did like attended a martial arts practice because of mutual friends while I was traveling in Utah. I stopped at BYU. I was on the BYU campus in one of their. Uh, one of their gyms, and I was practicing with those guys with like fucking swords. And it was cool as shit. They were cool people. I got nothing against them as people. I don't want to follow your religion, you know, but that's okay as long as you're okay with that. And for the most part, most of them are, you know, they're okay with going out and very much so their message and talking and everything like that. But they're also accepting of other people as long as you're a good person. So, and I can respect the hell out of that. And I think that's why I kind of align more with a lot of the pagan type people, because since that's such a diverse group of people and there are so many different lines of thoughts, most of them are pretty accepting of other people. You know, there's a lot of people, though, I think I'm not really a big fan of folks that are in this little closed minded sect of their version of Christianity and they hate everybody else who doesn't think like them, which is kind of also why I am where I am politically. I don't like people who think. I, my way is the only right way and everybody should think like me. I don't get along with people like that, whether it comes to religion, politics, anything else in life. 
It's super mm-hmm. weird though, because being a pagan and mm-hmm. kind of on the conservative side, you know, as versus the liberal side, we don't fit in that way. And mm-hmm. then we don't fit in with the pagans because they're all liberal. And oh so- yeah. You don't want to be a, a conservative leaning <laughs> pagan. That's a hard place to be. Oh my gosh. Why, why is it mutually exclusive though? Well, it's not, but you know, well, you put it's 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 a huge diverse area. So, but everybody likes to divide things one or the other. So, most of the love and light pagans are super liberal. And if you say anything about anything semi-conservative, or like, oh my gosh, you own guns, the fluffy bunny. Are, like, you, looking, are you looking for, for a community from that area, or is that just something that you practice on your own? Say well, well it should be. Something. Is that something that you're looking for community out of, or is it just something that you practice on your own? That that's the, just something that you observe and and practice on by yourself. The, pa- the paganism. Yeah. I mean, we were in like small coven groups. You know, we just got together for holidays. You know, years ago, but for a long time, it's just been. And we don't even really practice. It depends. We, yeah, we practice by doing what we do every day on the homestead. You know, we right? Yeah, and that's kind of how I always looked at it. It really didn't matter yeah. if I was left or right or anarchist or atheist just, or it's it just, was just it's funny to think, you know, to see like oh yeah, oh for sure, oh yeah. You've yeah. literally got you've literally got Nazis in some areas that think that only white people should live. You've got that full diverse area, and it's exactly the same as any other religion. It's just easier to demonize because it's a smaller sect of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what really what really started twisting me up, so I grew up through the whole um, that thing in Texas where they, they kind of went after a couple, a couple people because they thought different. Um, no way. Might have torched them in a big building. Are you ready for me? I don't know. What was, what was that? Um, like Waco? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so I kind of experienced that in my teens, I think early teens um and yeah so that was the whole that was the whole narrative set out was the 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 cult cults 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 that whole time around that was you know you had to to throw that narrative out there to make what they did acceptable but Um, here's the thing why why well here's called paganism specifically a cult because do you realize what the definition of a cult is well here this is the realization i made though so i wasn't going to church or anything through this whole time but i was kind of studying religions i've watched how they demonized and and made the the word cult and made that definition and i kind of dug in there a little bit it interests me i went to college and i met a girl i went back to the girl's hometown and uh she was italian from new york city I mean, weird. She was Catholic. Weird. Went to mass every like three times a week. Weird. She invited me to go and her, you know, her elderly Italian father looked at me in his uh, $5,000 suit and said, hey, you're going to church with us. And I said, yes, sir. Um, I'm not stupid. So I went to church, Catholic church. I went to Catholic weddings. uh, You went to a pagan ceremony that was uh, was. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I sat sat in the pew and I didn't participate. Like I wasn't Catholic, so I'm not taking communion. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So I'm sitting there watching and I'm watching the priest and he's saying things and he says one things and people stand up and he said something else and people sat down and he said something else and they repeated after me. And I went, holy fuck, this is a cult. There's a ritual and everybody follows the ritual and it's like there were spells and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Well, do you you know what the definition of a cult is, though? Yeah. A, yeah. a cult is a group of people who follow a spiritual path based on the words of a man or a single, you know, Entity. point of view, a single path. All come together and follow one. They, they are followers, a group of followers that follow. It's almost like they demonize that world, the word like they demonize anarchist. They kind of do. And it's like, gee, most religion, this is why I don't call myself religious. I'm spiritual. Religions, all religions are at their heart a cult. Because you follow a central idea or a person, and you follow that path. You want to be a follower, and you don't want to forge your own path. You want to be told how to be saved, how to find the afterlife, how to whatever. And that, I think, is the difference probably between most people and people who find themselves here listening to this podcast, being a homesteader, being somebody who is freedom-minded. You want to go out and have control, find your own your own path, forge your own destiny, have control of who you are and better yourself rather than have someone else tell you how to do it for you. So that to me is the difference between spirituality and religion. Religion's a type of spirituality, but most people who just identify as spiritual are trying to find their own path. I, I do say that when I was going to a temple, you know, during my Judaism phase, um, cause it was later in life. Um, I found comfort going and knowing that, okay, when they say this, I do this and it calmed me down and at home I could go, what's that? It's easy. Yeah. And at home I could go, you know what? I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm going to sit and read this and do this where now it's like, I got to figure it out because I don't have anyone telling me, you know, I got to do what kind of works right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you're, if you're Democrat, you turn on the TV and watch CNN, or you open Facebook and you read a meme. You were you were conditioned. You were conditioned. You're a Republican. You watch Fox News and you feel better because somebody else is bad and you're good. That's yep. the heart. That's the thing, though. Is every and people have these these idols that they see. They have these paths that they're supposed to follow, and it's comforting because I don't need the personal accountability of making my own life better when somebody else can tell me what I should do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's kind of that's kind of what it comes down to is I want someone else to tell me what I need to do because you know, well you just you're just conditioned. Self accountability is hard. Mm-hmm. It's Pavlov. They're, they just condition you. Like you said, you said I would go and they would say something, I would say something and I would or I would do something and I felt calm. And then you were at home and you could do something similar that they taught they taught you to mm -hmm. do, obviously or they instructed you to dig deeper. Well, you were conditioned to, to relate that with being calm. That was what brought you back. Yep. Maybe the words themselves were calming for you, but you were trained to do that. Yep. Yeah. Go look at the sun and get sunspots for 45 minutes. That's <laughs> don't stare at the sun unless it's within a half an hour of sunrise or sunset. It's really cool when you shut your eyes and stare at the sun and then you see the sun through your eyelids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Brian's cool. about like three years away from being one of those guys that stands barefoot and suns his butthole because it, it gives him like the right amount of. I haven't sunned my butthole. No. Not my butthole not yet. yet. Not yet. He's not there I tried, yet. I tried my ears. I tried to, to, to shine the light in my ears, but that didn't work. 
I don't think it'll take three years, especially living in a trailer all over the country. I'll be sun in my butthole next weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right, Gary. What, what, you got anything else here for us, Gary? <laughs> hey, I think I want to I want to start wrapping it up on that. And, uh, yeah, what, what Josh We're going to wrap it up on sunning buttholes. That ends I can't. I right. literally can't think of a better ending. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, like Josh said, Brian's going to get there, and, and in a couple of years, we'll hear that episode. We'll hear all about, you know, how Butthole Sunny Come goes. full circle. Standing on a beach, sunning my butthole will be the title of the episode. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, God. Brian's excited. He's over here just laughing. I might catch the, just the, the sound version of that one. I don't need the, the video. <laughs> I, I, I don't need the video version out. on that. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll run around the horn real quick. Aaron, go ahead and tell folks where they can find what you and Nate are up to. Uh, you can find us at twochickshomestead.com. Um, we did a podcast, or one's coming out tomorrow. I don't remember what it was about. I think we just kind of chit-chatted. Um, but you can find us on, um, we added our, <laughs> no, that was not about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh sorry, go ahead. You can. I just updated our Etsy shop onto our website, so you can find our Comfrey Sav and our um, Rabbit Foot keychains onto our website now. That's it. Guaranteed to be extra lucky rabbit's feet. Yes. All right. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, you can find most of my stuff at renegadebutcher.com or uh, live.libertymeat.solutions. Uh, check out uh, me and this crazy guy above me who suns his butthole at uh, Lightning for Liberty. We'll be on tomorrow night. If he can make it, uh, it'll be 5 p.m. Central. If not, I'll just kind of hold it down and we'll get it done. We're talking about Bitcoin Lightning. And then after that, we have the after party. So. If everybody can make it, we're going to hang out there. and Lots just, of butthole uh, sunning going on in the after party. Uh, that, that probably will be a topic, I'm sure. That's uh, that's that's not going to get let go that quick. And uh, I think that's that's pretty much it. So, uh, Brian, tell us uh, about how we can find uh, your butthole sunning videos and uh, how we can subscribe. Uh, I'm going to have to start an OnlyFans for that one. My, oh, yeah, my right. wife can barely put her bare feet on our YouTube channel without getting age restricted. So I'm guessing butthole sunning will not be so, coming on so the YouTube happy channel. Hole, happy Holes Homestead taken. <laughs> Happyholeshomestead.com. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at thelostproject.com. I actually just, um, yeah, just ditched home and uh, burned the ships and left my homestead this morning, uh, 9-27-22. Uh, yeah, we're selling our house and we're moving into an RV, so. Might want to follow along. It, it, might get, it might get interesting. As these guys are saying, I might be standing down in a beach in Texas, um, pants down. <laughs> trying to get some energy but uh no you can uh, i do a podcast monday through friday morning 6 a.m to 6 30 uh maybe not this week i don't know I'm kind of traveling doing some shit getting stuff set up but if i have service i will be otherwise uh yeah you can catch the replay on youtube or any podcast player especially fountain.fm uh if you're not using it you should because it's going to be the best uh well it is currently and still going to be the best uh, value for value exchange podcast player in the game uh yeah lightning for liberty like josh said after party all sorts of stuff you can find me the lost project oh and if you like silver 
man, banging silver sale. I had a release of some uh, custom silver coins. Uh, the the numbered sets sold out, uh, man, in like under 24 hours. So I'm taking pre-orders on round two. Find me on Telegram, email me, info at thelostproject.com, or just follow along on YouTube or, uh, or yeah, any of the places. And uh, I'll be talking about it here in the next couple of weeks because it's not ordered yet because we're doing pre-orders. So, yeah. Excellent. And Josh, thanks for joining us. Aaron, it's been great. Carrie, take it away. Where can people find you? Strongrootsresources.com. I can help you design and put together your homestead. I've got more stuff coming down that way here after we wrap up self-reliance festival uh speaking of i think tickets are still on sale so if somebody wants to come down to camden tennessee you'll get to meet most of the fireside freedom creators and all kinds of other cool people so keep that in mind and from there we appreciate y'all joining us everybody have a good evening talk to you later